Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday. We're back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? What's going on, y'all? Look, I'm sitting here laughing because I shaved my beard way too low and I'm looking like a whole lesbian. I am looking like mm-hmm. I am looking like a whole uh stud right now with this cap on and this smooth ass face. Then I got this Vaseline on my lips. You know how the studs be like, they still show a, a small part of femininity, <laughs> but be, I'm feeling like a whole stud right now. So you feeling you feeling you feeling a little girly today? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it is because my lips are shiny, but I, I I'm feeling something, child. All right, hi, hi, hi. you been you been eating all those edibles again? Q? No, 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 no. I've I, I been good. It's just when it was time to get ready for the show, I got in. I, I I guess I took my beard down too low. You know, when I'm on an edible or if I smoke right to calm down, I come up with these great ideas and I'd be like, oh, let me try something different. And I'm like, you, I'll end up shaving my entire face and looking like a baby's ass. <laughs> and then when you sober up, you're like, what was I thinking? I can't, I don't know how y'all function on edibles because I am no good. I just want to go to sleep and just keep eating and drinking to make it flush through my system. Like, when's it going to end? It's lasting for hours. It feels like for hours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Uh, How's everybody feeling today? Y'all feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm I'm feeling good. I know you're going to ask us what we're sipping on tonight. Uh, Water. Y'all ever go through phases where water just tastes so good? And I don't know if that's because you're just dehydrated and your body's telling you you need water. But for whatever reason, this is the best water I ever know. It is so good. People sound like that when they take ecstasy. Like everything tastes and sounds so much better. Like <laughs> this is the best water I've ever had in my life. So yeah, Al, you drinking? Of course, um, I am having though because I am out of buttery Chardonnay. I'm having Tito's vodka and ginger ale okay. with a cut lime. That's one of my little go-tos. Yeah. I'm drinking tea because I got the raspy voice once again. All right, y'all. It's no surprise that families often find themselves in financial debt around the holidays. So we are going to provide you with a few tips on how to navigate financial wellness during the holiday season. First tip, set financial boundaries. Second, take advantage of sales and discounts. And third, prioritize savings. Do you guys agree with these tips? And how are you guys budgeting around this holiday season? If you have to, Funky, I know you don't probably have to budget, but you know. <laughs> um, so you know, I think I think those tips are, are are great. I think those tips are uh relatively generic. I think they're things that we all know. I think as we get more evolved as a society, we have got to speak to oftentimes what drives people to spend. And a realization that I softly knew, but I've drawn a hard conclusion on just recently is, you know, for me, a lot of my spending did stem from childhood trauma. It stemmed from being deprived of certain things and being told no about having certain things. So when you get grown and old enough to buy certain things, you overcompensate for that little child in you that was told no. I know that's what it was for me personally. Now, I don't have children, but the children around me, because I never want them to experience 
some of the things that we went through, I found myself going above and beyond to make things great. You know, giving one-year-olds a hundred dollars. What is a one-year-old going to do with a hundred dollars? But I'm here to tell you, friends and family, this trauma has been fixed because this Christmas, I'm not buying anything. I'm, I'm actually, I, I made it a point. I'm not buying anyone anything this Christmas. Um, I found a Gucci book bag that came across my Instagram feed for 2,600 bucks. I may or may not get it for myself, just depend on how impulsive I feel that day. Um, but this Christmas, I'm doing no spending. I'm not mad at that. You don't have to participate every year. You don't have to. Al, what do you think? What about tips and... Um, you know, Christmas is always, uh, in this holiday season, it's always a, a hard time for a lot of people because they overspend trying to make their Christmas a really memorable. Um, I think that we should probably come up with a better system for everyone that is working. The same way that they take money out of your check for, you know, they have that what's called healthcare spending, where you can have that separate account and it's tax deductible, I mean, it's tax free. I think they should create some type of account that individuals who are working can put money away tax-free and then they're able to deduct it whenever they need it in a 30-day window. Sometimes it could be around Christmas or it could be whenever they need it, but they have a 30-day window which they can access that money that they put aside. In addition, just during the holidays like this, I think people should use your bonus, your points, your points on your credit cards, your points on your, your uh, car rentals, your points in your travel, um, your points at your hotels. I think everyone should think about, especially during the times where you're most financially strapped, access those points first. Your points at your favorite department store to buy clothes that you want to buy. I think that would be a good strategy too to offset um, overspending. Dude, are you sure you didn't have an edible? Because you said no one's getting nothing. You mean no one got nothing? Is that what you meant to say? That's what I meant to say. No one's got anything. But you know, I know. And, and ordinarily, I go to my sister's house who lives in Tampa. And because I didn't go this year at all, and I was home alone, you know, there was no reason for me to spend. But I will say, next week we are going to Orlando as a family from the twenty eighth to the third in the house. And of course, we'll spend money on eating and stuff. And that's what Christmas will be for, I think, my whole family this year. So I, I, I haven't spoke to my sister about it, but I'm pretty sure no one had a big Christmas this year in my family. That must be the residual edible from last night. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't mad at you. Hey, last year I went all out. I was in a, a fairly, you know, new relationship. So I was I went all out for him, his kids. And a tip that I'll share, even if you have money, I just don't like the sight of a big chunk going out of my account. I have no shame in doing Klarna, uh, bill pay, split them up and like, you can do it every two weeks. You can do it at once a month. It, I, I have the money in my account, but it, to me, psychologically, it's always just better if I see, you know, 200 coming out here and there, as opposed to like four grand or three grand. And I was able to ball out. But what sucked for me was we broke up a couple months later and I still had to pay on that a designer that, uh, what kind of coach did I get him? I bought him some designer coach trying to do too much. And I was pissed about that. But I will say, maybe take advantage of some of the, uh, the the methods you have that you can split up the bills. You don't have to be hit so hard or not go so hard. There's no need to impress people with stuff that you know you can't get in the regular, you know, the, the normal parts of the year just because it's Christmas, just because someone said, hey, 
You got to. So listen, I know half my soulmates are like, child, y'all are two days too late and four dollars too short. Save it for next year, child. Or, or you know what? If, <laughs> pick a fight with your significant other, take some of that stuff back. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Moving on from Lori Harvey and Damson Idris to Kiki Palmer and Darius Jackson or Jeannie Mai and Jeezy. We can all attest that 2023 was an unfortunate year for celebrity relationships. Do you think Mercury Retrograde took over the relationship space this year? And are you hoping to see more marriages than breakups next year, Al? Oh, you know, I'm a black love guy. I, I want to see more. I want to see more, but I want to see more authentic ones, um, <laughs> ones that don't feel forced or ones that don't feel like they're doing it for clout or they're doing it, you know, so that they look good in the media or that they're doing it. They're not doing it, you know, as contract work, <laughs> as some have hinted to. Um, but I always love seeing black love and I can't see the new couples, uh, especially the black young couples and older couples of 2024. All right, Q. You know what I want? I want for 2024, everybody to keep their relationships off of social media. I don't want to be in your business in 2024. I I, I do not want to be in the ins and outs, but I can definitely tell you, especially with what's on the screen, I'm not for the domestic abuse in 2024. I'm not for the sexual assault in 2024. I'm not for the rape cases in 2024. So, you know, if, if that's the way you set up, purge that crap out of your system before December 31st, we want to start 2024 clean, nice. This is an election year, y'all. You know, minority people, minority people, be prepared psychologically and emotionally for what we're about to experience with this Donald Trump and this election cycle. <clears throat> we're going to need for our relationships to be fortified, strong, real, you know, tried and true. And, and hold each other down because we're going to be in for a rough ride this 2024. I agree. Uh, yeah, I think there was definitely um, the whole year. I mean, I, I, a lot of breakups, not just in celebrities. Like I said, I went through one. And like my friends, I've seen a lot of people. For what, what I want for 2024 is not just about the celebrity hookups because, I mean, that's cute. We get to talk about it. That's our job. But in my real life, I want my friends, including the both of you, to be very happy, to be in love. I would like to... I would like for next year for us to be talking more about happy times. You know what I mean? And for all of us and my, my friend's circle, I hang with some really great girls. The majority of them are in relationships, but there are a couple that I, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand why they're amazing catches and they deserve to be, you know, to, to live the whole fairy tale. I would love to see more of that. And our soulmates, our soulmates that are in the chat that are single. I wish you love. I hope you find that, that one that, you know, will make all the other mess ups make sense. When you find that one, like, damn, this is why a boy didn't work out because I was supposed to meet you. I really hope that. All right. Speaking of love, a 26-year-old man on TikTok reveals that he once married a 90-year-old woman when he was 19 years old, and she left him with all of her assets. The man shared that he was homeless when he met the older woman, who was a patient at a hospital in Detroit, and that he would frequently visit for a cup of free coffee and popcorn. After speaking with her on numerous occasions, she asked if he wanted to marry her despite her money-hungry grandkids, ooh, I like this, who ultimately wanted to place her in a mental institution. Oh my God, so many twists. What are your thoughts on this interesting story? Q, I see you grinning over there. Would you do this? You know what? Actually, I would. 
Actually, I would do it. I am one of those people who firmly believes, especially in the love and the human interaction space that we are put on this planet for a very small amount of time and that we owe it to ourselves for our soul to sing and dance and intertwine with as many beautiful souls as possible. And, and listen, this just may have been an experience that he needed to have. I looked at the video and the young man said, you know, he was in love for two months. Um, the woman, you know, she was 90 years old. You, you know, who's to say what type of joy and pleasure that she got out of it for the two months that they were together and she died peacefully in her sleep. Um, you know, th there is room to argue that this was meant to happen in both of their lives. Now, you, do I think this will happen to me? Absolutely not. But I would not put it past myself to do something like this because I am a free spirit when it comes to getting in entanglements with other people. After the woman passed away, the man went through a legal battle with the grandkids and won. He eventually sold the house and moved to Las Vegas and remarried. Oh, Lord, Al, what do you think about this? You know, honestly, it was a great story time, but I don't know that I believe this story. I really don't. It, it, it was just so many twists and turns in it that didn't make sense. He was homeless. He was walking through the hospital. I don't know too many homeless people that can just walk through to, through the hospital so many times and security not know who you are. I, you know, I volunteered at hospitals. They know who comes in and out of there. And you have to see that same woman over and over. Well, how long was she in the hospital? How long was she in the hospital for you to develop a relationship so good that y'all ended up leaving the hospital together, getting married and all that great stuff? Whether it was for the sake of it, thinking that it is real, because there's so much I didn't understand, including a 90 year old woman giving you some of the best. Hit. I don't know about that. He was like she was sliding. Know that her neck action could be that great. Um, I will say this, this is a prime example of what we've talked about before, Claudia, homosexuals. Homosexuals are homeless men who, who prey on women to find a place to stay and to be taken care of. And so if this has hit the link once right, he absolutely did that. I mean, you know, he said that he got $76,000 or $77,000, he spent it all and he got a house, but you know, here we are. And like Claudia, I didn't know that he allegedly um, had gotten married after it. So maybe it worked out. At the end, if you think about it, they both got exactly what they wanted. He needed a place to live. She needed somebody to love her and all her insanity. So what's wrong with it? The hobosexual thing is real. Ladies and gentlemen, they will love bomb you. And it usually takes about two months before they, they be living in your house. And you'd be like, oh my God, he wants to get married so fast. And there it is. But wow. Disclosing about the nod, the, the 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 head. She is ninety though. She got you know probably seventy seven years of experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, but actually, he said you know when he was telling the story, he was like, and she gave ninety year olds whose head bob up and down that good. But anyway, Claudia, did you know that with homo homosexuals that they prey on women specifically with kids? I didn't know that. I thought that was very interesting. They they pray specifically on women with kids because they know, number one, you and your kids will never really go homeless. So you're going to be more stationary and you're going to have a place. And number two, because you got to have food to feed your kids. So if you're feeding your kids, you'll feed them. Isn't that wild? Yep. Yep. It really is. Oh, you're bringing back memories. And if he's trying to be a rapper in his early 40s, ladies, run, don't let him move in.
Don't let him move in. All right, coming up next, the pits of Florida is calling for our attention. And later we have your tea fact of the day. Stick around. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the crazy state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. A Florida woman running for a school board seat is demanding an intervention with local police after discovering an allegedly explicit book in her child's school library. Now, the book in question is called Storm and Fury, which is about a young woman with a unique ability to communicate with ghosts and spirits. What are your thoughts on this story, Funky? You know, what's unfortunate about this is that I actually got into a very spirited argument with somebody two nights ago at the bar in Florida who's one of those Trumpster, MAGA people, Fox News people, and we got on the book thing and they were fussing about, you know, the, the porn, pornography and books and the book ban in Florida. And I said to this person, I said, with the cost of flood insurance, cost of living in Florida and everything that's going on in Florida, do you honestly think we have a problem with pornographic books being in the schools? And this person looked me dead square in the face and said, yes. And I said, do you think we have a problem with uh, uh, drag queens reading stories to kids. Do you think this is prevalent? And they said, yes. And I said, as far as the trans are concerned, do you honestly think that young kids are going around getting their genitals cut off? This is just something that's happening every day. And this person looked me dead square in the face and said, yes. So here's what I think, Claudia Jordan. I think that there's just a subsection of the population that is just crazy for whatever reason. And that's just what it is. I've got so many friends who are teachers, educators, media specialists. And if people only knew the processes that books have to go through to even end up in school libraries, all right? We don't have a pornography in school book problem for children. This is just one of those talking points that these crazy ass people, Fox Soul, Fox Child said Fox Soul, Fox News, according to some of y'all, it's all the same damn company, <laughs> quiet as it's kept, it just might be. But all the Fox News people be damn watching. I think she's crazy, and this is on brand for Florida. All right, Al, what do you think? Absolutely. <clears throat> Q said a couple of things that I thought were very interesting. One thing, this is DeSantis politics at its finest, right? Um, because this is something that he ushered in. Do you know that Florida... Hat, leads the nation in book bans. Now, this is the issue with Florida and their book bans. Their book bans are the highest. They ban, they, they, uh, banned 1,500 books mm. from summer last year to summer this year. But the only books they banned were not ones heavily in sexual activity, but, but they banned the books on racism. They banned the books on race. They banned the books featuring characters that have heroes that are African-American or African-descended, as well as banned books in the LGBTQ plus space. If you're banning books, ban the books across the board and not let them be gender or race specific. That's my problem with Florida's ban. And as it relates to this particular book, 
Anything that your child wants to read, your child can get on the internet. And kids are young as four and five years old are getting on the internet and they're reading if they can read. If you have a problem with the books that are in the library, as long as they're not teaching any type of for, you know hateful stuff, then you probably need to take them out of the schoolhouse and homeschool them. That's my advice for people like this. And for Florida, if you're gonna to continue to ban books that are race-based and LBGTQ based, shame on you. In the state of Florida, all of y'all should be in, uh, in outrage for this. Florida, I, I don't know what the hell y'all got going on and why you're allowing your state to be hijacked by this, okay? Um, who's against education, who's against black people, who's against the community, who's against women, uh, you know, getting, uh, having reproduction rights of their own and making their own decisions. Why would you think this is a good place? Florida used to be the place that you would want to, you aspire to, uh, retire. retire in and rest, like live out your days in the sun and great weather. You're turning into a scary place. There's a few states that I would be scared of, and it's not the entire state, but certain areas. I would always be scared to drive through Mississippi and Alabama. Right. Mm -hmm. Florida is getting right up there when it comes to the racism and the kind of people you are going to breed and 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 and, and um, program is not going to be a place that tourism is going to go down. People are not going to want to rock with this state. I mean, yeah, we got Miami, which is different. But how much longer before it all encroaches mm -hmm. upon Miami? Because not many elections ago, Florida went blue. It felt very fair. It was a real toss up state. It could go either way because you had people that were open minded. Now it's so ridiculous. The fact that you guys got on board with this ridiculous ass and ruin your state is unbelievable. Your your teachers are suffering. They they they're paid horribly. You your your um the insurance you you got companies bailing out that they that like we're we're out of here. We're tapping out. You don't even have any construction workers anymore. Now you're giving us one more reason to not go to your state. And might I add, and before I go, you talk all this crap about Joe Biden, Ron DeSantis, and you're one of the main states that relies on federal money to help your state. You do. You I know there's a lot of federal dollars that go down to Florida. So please stop with these ridiculous antics and you complain about what's going on in Muslim countries. You're, you're right. You're right there with how you're treating women, the black community and the LGBTQ community. You're very close to it. So, yeah, I can't stand him. All right. A 21 year old Amazon driver feared for her life after getting bit by an eastern diamondback rattlesnake when she dropped off a package to a customer's home. The young woman said, I was just like, it's a snake. It's just a bite. I'm just going to go to the hospital. They give me a little injection, medication. That's it. But she realized the bite was serious when she got in the ambulance and noticed her face, lips, and eyes were getting puffy. See, even the snakes are messed up. Spunky, what is up with Florida and these rattlesnakes and alligators and manatees and, and Ron DeSantis's? The snakes are like black people. It's just a DeSantis politics. It just don't trickle down to the environment. All right. Not a whole environment. You know, just throw the whole state away. I just wish the science could find some type of way to just start Miami off and we'd be our own little island like Hawaii. And, and I think truly they could sink the whole rest of the state of Florida. And I and I really wouldn't care. Um, I'm glad to know that this young lady is okay. Um, you know, Amazon issued a small little statement that said a whole bunch of nothing. And I'm sure Al will be able to answer this for us. I'd just be curious to know, are you able to get a little money from your job, even though the job had nothing to do with this, this is nature. Is she able to get a little something out of Amazon for her pain and suffering? 
<laughs> I, would I don't know if they're nice. I guess they could give her a couple of days, paid days off of the trauma. But as far as her being able to get anything, abs- you know, I'm not going to say absolutely not, but probably not. You know, um, rattlesnakes and diamond head, not diamond back rattlesnakes are native to Florida. So it's nothing new. And um, from what I understand, last year, about 2000 individuals were bit. And if as long as you get it treated within the first, you know, I think it's a, a first couple of hours, then the fatality rate is very minimal. But if you don't get it treated, then the fatality rate goes up to 20 percent. So Q in many employment states like Florida, which I would assume they would probably think of it almost just like an insect, an insect bite, but a venomous insect bite. Right. But people aren't dying like that. Of the about 2000 bites last year, only five people because they've left and went untreated um, died from it. All right. Just 50 miles outside of Orlando's theme parks lies a small town full of mediums that have been luring believers and those who are skeptical for over a century. The town is called Casadaga, and it's filled with people who believe they can communicate with the dead. Funky, have you paid a visit to this town? And would you guys be open to seeing a medium? I'm almost scared to be this vulnerable with this viewing audience, but I don't have to pay a visit to that town because spirits pay visits to me. And I think I've shared that before. Um, I know a lot of people don't believe in it, de- depending on what your your spiritual beliefs are, but um, I get visited by spirits all the time. So I 100% believe that um there are people out there that have spiritual gifts. Um, and I, I think that it's pretty amazing that they found community amongst um, the other. I'm one of those people. I firmly believe um, in the other side based on things that I have experienced in my own life. And like I said, spirits visit me all the time. Um, so yeah, I, I would go. And as far as seeing a medium before, when I worked on sister circle, we had this lady come to the show. Uh, we weren't filming. She was trying to get on the show. And the producer said, well, we'll let her do a reading on the, the host before we confirm her on the show. And when she took me in the room and she went to go do a reading on me, she started talking about there's somebody in, in your past, their name starts with whatever, whatever, whatever. And for me, this particular woman didn't work out, but Quad came out of the room all disheveled. Her father had died not too long before this lady had came and Quad came out all disheveled. Like the lady had, you know, was communicating with her father. So I guess that particular lady was real for her. It just wasn't real for me. But I do believe in all of this. And yes, I would go to this place and visit a medium. I use a medium in uh, LA. Her name is April Rucker. I am April Rucker. If you want to look her up, she gets, she's actually helped out some FBI cases and she's so good. And she was so on point and she helped me with like breakups, career stuff. And the accuracy was amazing. She told me one time that I need to check my right breast. And she's like, it's not cancer. Cause a certain, I would be able to see, I went like a couple, like a year later, I kept getting this pain and I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's cancer. But I remember her words that it wasn't, I went finally made me get a mammogram. And, and and she was so accurate. It wasn't cancer. It was just something to look at. And she was, she's helped me. She said they speak to my spiritual guide. That That's what they do. And I know a lot of people that are deep into the church and religion, they think it might be demonic. And I know people have different thoughts about it, but to me, it, it has always been a pleasant experience and it felt very beautiful. She prayed to God 
And um, it, it was very reassuring that my spiritual guides and my grandmother sent a message that only my grandmother would have known. And, and it made me emotional and it gave me comfort with, help me deal with stuff here on earth, you know? Al, what do you think? Do you do you not fool with it? Um, You know, I know that there's a lot of negativity around it. Like you said, people find it satanic and demonic. Um, I don't necessarily think I would do it, but I'm not against it. I think if I found someone that I could trust, I wouldn't mind um, seeing what it's about. What I did read, though, was that a lot of grieving parents find a lot of solace in finding mediums to figure out was, you know, how did their child go? What was the reason for those who committed suicide? So they got a lot of clarity. They also got a lot of healing from mediums. So as long as it's, it's positive, it's not a hoax. It offers clarity, healing, um, and insight for someone if they're dealing with something. I'm all here for it. I'm here for it all. I, I think you don't take them so seriously and look at them like, they're almost like, they're like a therapist. You know, they help you work through things and they, they actually... Um, for me, it felt like very therapeutic. All right, coming up next, we have your tea fact of the day. And later, find out who's been inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, we can all agree that social media tends to resurface some of the most random facts in pop culture history. So it's only fair that we unpack those facts in our tea fact of the day. We all know Mariah Carey's hit song, All I Want for Christmas is You. But did you guys know that Kelly Price and her sister, Sean Ray Sheree Price, were killing the background vocals on that song? That's who was doing it. Did y'all know that? Yeah, I... I, I didn't. I knew that Kelly Price sang background for Mariah. There are actually some music videos from back in the day where you can find her, but I did not know Kelly nor her sister uh, were on the background vocals of the song. Yeah, well, you know, I read about it when Kelly Price talked about her decision to go solo because she was on tour with Mariah when she decided to go solo and she really didn't want to give up the tour because she said that Mariah opened her eyes up to the world. Because she was on her tour, she was able to go to countries that she only dreamed or read about. And also, don't forget, I didn't know this either, uh, allegedly, they were friends. They were super close friends at one time. So it only makes sense that if you're really, really close friends and you're, you're obviously touring with her, you're singing with her, and you probably, with a beast voice like Kelly, I would put on as many albums as I can. Well, Kelly Price also went on to sing background vocals on Mariah's biggest hits, such as Always Be My Baby, Fantasy, and The Roof. So I guess we already talked about your thoughts on this. But she's been doing a thing. Is she, is she forgiven now, um, Q, for when she was gone? Ah, uh, we still trying to figure out where Kelly Price had went at. We Kelly Price people. Kelly Price people. We still looking for Kelly Price. We looking for the leg. It's still a few things we trying to look for. We know she is not forgiven. We still want to know where she had went at. <laughs> All right, so in 2024, we're going to put this on the resolutions list. We want to yes. know where Kelly Price was and where the leg was. Not where Kelly Price was, where she had went at. Oh, where she had winning. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> All right, let's get back to some more topics. Funky posted a rather interesting message on Instagram a while back. He wrote, the word sassy is weapon is the weaponization of gender against men. Funky, do you care to elaborate? I can. So, you know, <clears throat> on social media now, it's like 
every time a man does something that a woman doesn't like, you know, it's he's sassy. If the man has an opinion about something, he's sassy. If a man, you know, women, y'all like to call it going back and forth with women. I like to call it having an opinion about whatever is going on. He's called sassy. And it's low key. It's cold word for calling a man a bitch. And, you know, when I put this post up, a lot of people said two things. They were like, we find this funny coming from a sassy man. Sure, I'm sassy. Whatever. I'll eat that. Um, but I was more so speaking up for just my brothers who just simply have feelings and opinions. And the minute they say something that a lot of y'all don't like, sassy or zesty has become the new word. And y'all know how I feel about this gender. Hate it. On one token, y'all say y'all want men who are vocal, expressive, vulnerable, so on and so forth. And the minute we slash they give y'all that, then it's he's sassy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you 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 can't have it both ways. And I do get that there are some men out there who, you know, are just straight up bitches. All right. Mm -hmm. And who can be considered sassy. I'm not speaking about those. I'm just speaking about the overuse of the word, the way we now overuse narcissists simply because the man has an opinion and this school of thought that real men don't talk back or real men don't have feelings. It's 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 toxic. It's it's just toxic to me. Mm-hmm. Al, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, that I mean, I'm learning, and so I this is in. in this just lets me know. Thanks, Q, because I didn't know that. I thought that from reading the comments that that women put specifically, or especially the comments that I've read are from black women, I thought sassy was a more political way of calling someone. So you're saying not necessarily, and that's why you're saying it's a weaponization of gender, right? You're saying mm-hmm. that this is their way of calling them a bitch. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother level, right? Yeah, I mean, well, all of it sits in the same wheelhouse. You know what I mean? All of it. Oh, you, you know, you, if you got bitch, you got an opinion, or if you, you know, th- this new thing about you know, going back and forth with the woman, which I don't, I, I, and Claudia, you can help me when you go, I don't get that either because the whole notion of a man cannot go back and forth with the woman to me suggests that. A woman can say anything she wants to say to a man and then he, by virtue of what he was born with between his legs, he's just supposed to let it ride and not have a response. Like, I just don't know how any of this works. Um, Yeah, I agree. If you have an opinion, I don't think that should be deemed sassy or you shouldn't be shut down because you have an opinion. I think a lot of it is in delivery. And I kind of I kind of feel like y'all are kind of getting some of the stuff that we've been getting for years as well. When we express ourselves, we're deemed bitches, aggressive, angry. And it's been extremely frustrating. Like I can't express myself because I have too much bass in my voice. So now I'm masculine. So it's like, you're getting the flip side. I think, yeah. And I think neither one is fair. I think for years we had to just take that. So now it's kind of like y'all's turn a little bit. Not that it's right. Uh, Ladies, ladies, uh, don't, don't, we do, that is right. We do ask for y'all to express yourselves. And if you do, you you should not call someone a bitch over that, that we know the difference between someone actually being a bitch 
and being bitchy than expressing themselves. And if they get emotional, that's actually a good thing. Maybe not on every little thing. I don't want you to get emotional because um, uh, you missed your show or something. I don't know, but pick and choose your battles. But we got to stop like shutting people down when they want to express themselves, how they feel on both sides. I think it's wrong because it makes you frustrated and then you name call out of frustration and then you have a whole secondary argument. You know, I, I just don't think it's right. I, I agree with you. All right. But there are some sassy men and there are some bitchy ass women. I will give you that. And sometimes it is warranted. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, find out who's joining the National Women's Hall of Fame. And later we are playing a game of naughty or nice. Ooh, keep it locked. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. And feel good news. 23-time Grand Slam tennis champion Serena Williams and civil rights pioneer Ruby Bridges will be inducted into the 2024 National Women's Hall of Fame. What are your thoughts on this amazing moment? Uh, Al, let's go to you first. You know, we all know who Serena Williams is, but a lot of us don't know who Ruby Bridges is. And just for those who don't know, if the production can put the picture back, she's 69 years old. She was the first black child to segregate schools in Louisiana. She's very iconic and historical because at that time, you had to take a test in order to go to school with the majority in the white schools. And of the 165 black kids, that were tested, only five passed, and she was one of the ones that had to go to a school in her district that was all white. So she didn't have friends to go with her to school like the other four who passed. Three of them went to a school together. So we all know the iconic, the iconic picture of her being escorted by federal uh, marshals because the hate was so real. But did you guys know that the marshals had to check her food every day because people were trying to poison her? Did you also know that the father lost his job because the mother decided to send her to school? Not only that, the grandfather and the grandmother who were sharecroppers lost their sharecropping business and pushed off their land because their granddaughter decided to segregate schools. This woman and, and this little girl probably didn't even know uh, uh, how big and iconic of a person she was being, but you know who did? was her mother, Lucille. Everyone told Lucille in that town, do not do this to your daughter. Do not do this to your family. Lucille stood up for herself, her family, and for the country and said, no, my daughter must go. I must use her to teach the country a lesson. Now, Lucille lost her husband because we found out later that Ruby's dad left her mother because of this. But look at the end result. Schools are now segregated. Black people are able to access education at an equal amount. And I find this, this story not only heartwarming, but the type of story that I want to read and know about as I enter into 2024. Happy ending for us tragic ending for the family that had to suffer so much for equal rights in a country that prides itself to be the land of the free, the home of the brave. Uh, all men are created equal. All this BS that they talk about. This woman had to live it for us. 69 years old is not that old. Not at all. Hugh, what do you think about this? And, and what do you think about both of them? You know, when you <clears throat> layer on that, you guys are 50 
mm-hmm. in your 50s. I'm 40, which neither one of us are that far away from our no. age. It right. makes you realize that this was not that long ago. And people right. love trying to pretend like, oh, that was way back when. Baby, she looked like she could be Shaka Khan. Yeah. Like, mama looks good. She, if my mother was alive right now, this would be one of my mother's friends. Um, yeah. I think this, this is great. I also think that it's great for, for Serena. You know, Al gave Ruby all her flowers. We got to give Serena hers. You know, I we probably will not see another tennis star as great as Serena Williams in our lifetime. Like, the planet will probably collapse before we see another Serena Williams. And so I think that, you know, this is great. I'm very fascinated, though, on the selection criteria this year and, and, and coupled with the juxtaposition between these two people. You know, so like, how did y'all choose these two people this particular year? Of course, I see Serena, you know, her her accolades are so visible, but I'm just curious to know what made them choose Ruby this year and then Al. Um, yeah. Are these the only two people being inducted this year, or of all the people being inducted, these are just the only two black people being inducted this year? Um, I don't know. That would be a good question. Let's see who's working with us today on production. Is that Justin or Brooke? Um, I will say sure. this while they check that out. Um, back when I lived in LA, I remember me and Jamie and like Fox and a bunch of us all went to one of her matches, one of Serena's matches, and it was in LA at the Staples Center. Well, now Staples Center, I believe it was the Staples Center or the Forum, one of them. And it was just so dope to see her, right? And her being with alongside Ruby makes sense to me because I remember she's from LA, she's the hometown girl. And even in that crowd, hearing racist white people calling her names while she was playing trying to focus. And I was like, still, this is our, and I think she's playing against someone foreign and that's how deep racism goes. Where you would ra- you would rather ra- root for the outside team, outside country than a black girl from your country. And to see like how far she's come since then, you know, she's um, it's pretty amazing. They're both groundbreaking to me in that regard is when it comes to racism and how they suffered for the ones that came after them to have it a little easier, you know? So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Nigerian transgender influencer Jay Boogie is asking her fans for help after undergoing a Brazilian butt lift surgery. She told her followers, please help me have a second chance in life. If not for me, then for my four siblings, for whom I'm the breadwinner and sole provider. Jay Boogie suffered from sepsis and acute kidney injury shortly after her BBL and 360 lipo procedures. What are your thoughts on this story and for her asking for help? Al, what do you think? Um, this is interesting to me. What a brave transgender wo- woman here. We know in the country of Nigeria, um, being homosexual, being transgender is illegal. And not only is it illegal, you are afforded no protection rights. So being vocal about this, being vocal about the need and professing that they are transgender and they live in Nigeria, I just hope she's going to be okay. Um, And I I mean, I hope she's going to be okay across the board because she is fighting for her life. But I just hope that she's going to be okay because this is this is pretty significant. Absolutely. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? You know, this this is so layered for me. Right. Um, Because ordinarily all things constant, if this was just some random person USA getting a BBL and they got sepsis or whatever, I'd be like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. you know, 
oh well, that you, yeah, yeah, y'all ain't got no business, you know, modifying your bodies. But then when you add the transgender piece on there, and I'm not being biased because I'm part of the LGBT community, I, I, I'm having a particular level of empathy for the transgender piece because I I know that getting the outside body to fit what they feel inside is a very important part of their journey. It just makes me have an extra level of compassion for somebody who got a BBL in this particular situation. Then I didn't even know the piece that Al just added on with it being uh, 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 illegal. Now, I don't want anyone to die of sepsis and kidney failure and so on and so forth. Um, all in all, I hope this young lady gets well and she finds everything that that, that she needs. I, I do too. Of course, I don't want to be sick. That's hard. That's going to be so painful. But it is a definite different tone when we talk about an influencer going to a different country or going to get surgery. We would be well, not we, but we, there would be some laying out of said person on this yeah. show. And this is what gets on my nerves sometimes with how we can be so empathetic to one and not the other. I do understand it's slightly different, but actually, the surgery you're getting to look like what you feel is a natural woman to look like a woman. You don't really have to get a BBL. I don't. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This is what a real woman looks like. Look at that little booty. <laughs> you don't really have to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, you don't have to get it. Say that again. What was that, Claudia? <laughs> that, is, that thing is little. Okay? It is shake not it, big. shake it. <laughs> it, it. Little booties matter. Exactly. So you didn't have to. You wanted to, to get that over-the-top look. So we're going to give the smoke to women that go to south of the border and go get these surgeries done and, you know, to, to these. I don't want you to get sick. Go to a go to a good place, a reputable place. Or maybe we can just adjust how we deal with women on the show that go get the surgery as well and maybe have a little empathy for them because they don't feel like they're, you know, in the body that they want either. But mm -hmm. I do find it like to piggyback of what you said, um, Al. It is extremely brave in Nigeria. I've been there. They are very, very much against the lifestyle about they don't even they don't take this seriously. They don't believe in it. And that is definitely putting her life in in, in danger to make herself so public. Or maybe it's going to provide some level of protection because now that it's out there, I hope that it's I hope the latter is the case. And I, I really hope she gets better because um, that's got to be so painful. Um, all right. Coming up, we are playing a fun game of naughty or nice. We all fail this game. I already know. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right. In honor of the holiday season, we are going to choose which of your favorite celebs have been naughty or nice this year. Are y'all ready to play naughty or nice? Let's do it. Do it. All right. Let's cue that music and let's get started. First up, we have Mr. Big Shoulders himself, Dwight Howard. Naughty or nice? Ask Miss Kitty. <laughs> we need to ask me skinny. According to me, skinny, he been naughty. <laughs> I'm going to say naughty. I'm going to say naughty, not because you're in the closet, but because there's allegations of abuse. That's 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 the issue. Uh, next up, we have... Huh. I yeah. mean... <laughs> Do we even need anybody after the list? He gonna shut the whole list down. If he's considered naughty, we need to have a third category for everybody else that they do as bad as him, but definitely naughty. 
Um, yeah, definitely super naughty. Naughty for decades, and now you're getting your karma allegedly, so we don't feel bad. All right, how about Kim Kardashian? Naughty or nice? Oh, uh, I think Kim been nice this year. I'll give her nice. I'm gonna give her nice this year as well. I give Kim nice. She's been all about being a good parent and refocusing. <clears throat> I'm gonna definitely say nice. And she seems like she's been staying out the way more this year. Kind of gave us a break, and I think she's I think she's a great mom. Next up, we have speaking of moms, sexy red, naughty or nice? Naughty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give her naughty as well. She's she's been saying a whole lot of stuff recently. Not naughty for sure. I think started off nice and very like innocent, like like not innocent, but like, hey, I'm authentic, this is who I am, but now getting a little naughty. And I hope when she has a baby, it kind of turns around. Let's switch it up. How about Funky? Funky Dineva. Naughty Funky or Dineva naughty? Funky this year has been... I've been naughty this year. I've mm. been naughty. A few scandals over here. <laughs> I actually think Funky Dineva's been nice this year. I mean, there have been plenty of times he could have been super naughty and he has exercised extreme self-control i think i'm gonna give him a nice are you serious all the apologies we had to give out on this show this year he been i said more i said it could have been more oh okay naughty <laughs> naughty but nice for the show all right al reynolds naughty or nice i think al's been nice this year al's been nice al, al, al. Al is naughty in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like in the background. But as far as like publicly, the world, globally, Al has been nice. Exactly. The person that I knew before the show was extremely naughty every single time I saw him. That's why I asked him to be here. This is a nice person, but the real Al be lit as hell and will not let you go to sleep when you hang out with him. So I'm giving him naughty. But nice. I'm, I'm going to give myself a nice because I've been in my bag this year with my 500 jobs. I've been focused. I've been trying to be less naughty, Miss Claudie. <laughs> and, and you're right though. I mean, I love, when I work hard, I work hard. And when I play hard, I play hard. So maybe both naughty and nice. I think you do a good job of time and place. Like you don't do it at work, except when we were on the nightcap, when we were all wilding out. <laughs> we were all wilding out. All right, what about me, naughty or nice? Go ahead. Ah, Claudia. Claudia, I'm gonna give you the same. Like globally, globally, nice. Um personally, you have some naughty moments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give her a nice. I think Claudia focused this year. I think she did a lot of healing because she came off to the heels of a relationship that that didn't end well, I mean didn't end bad, but probably not the way she wanted. And I just love the way she focused on herself and her house. I just thought that was so nice. Thank you. I think I've always had a public naughty thing. For some reason, they want me to be this bad girl so bad. But in real life, I'm actually a sucker for love, do anything for my friends, but a little bit of both. And I think that's what keeps life interesting here. All right. All right. Um, are we out of time. Should we run down our should we run down our producers? Oh, yeah. I don't know, but let me what y'all doing tonight? Y'all going out for drinks tonight? It's Wednesday night. Y'all going out tonight. I mean, you know, everybody's off work. Right. The street's going to be cluttered. Y'all going out? My Dallas crew, they, I, I hang with some socialites. They always are down to go get the cocktail. They say they have kids and their mothers, but I can't tell from how they want to be going out all the time. I don't know. So I'll probably go out in the streets. Al, what about you? Uh, I'm traveling. I'm headed out of the country on tomorrow. So 
I don't know, Q. I don't, if I go out, I'll be like you. I might miss my flight. So I might stay in tonight for sure. You know what? Real quick, the producers, Naughty and Nice, Justin. Naughty. Naughty. Uh, 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 Joyce. Naughty, Naughty as hell. <laughs> Destiny. Nice. Brooke. Nice. Oh, nice.